You are now tuned in to another episode of Bourbon and Books, the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and Kev. Back one more again for another discussion on a riveting and lightning and uh, I would I would say provocative read for this month. I know we are a little behind schedule, but at the end of the day, man, you know we we just three three black men in America trying to get it the best way we live it, man. And uh, you know sometimes we got priorities where we can't connect and, and fellowship and intervene, man. But you know we we, we still got it done because. Uh, we are resilient. Yeah. Ha, see what I did there? I see what you did there. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Black man. And, 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 and you know, it brings us joy reading together and discussing what's been, as Brother Jay likes to call it, between the bounds of the book. The bounds, huh? <laughs> bounds of the book. Black man, see what's what I up? did there? I, yeah, yeah, you, you full of it today. I that's it. it. I that's it, that. man. I, yo, I came <laughs> out the gates, basically. Came out the gates, man. <laughs> yeah. Damn right. We we can be excited about books, Absolutely. reading, discussing, discourse, civil, all the things, all the things, all the things. So in true GRG fashion, bourbon and books fashion. Oh, we gotta kick it off though. I don't think I kicked it off. I don't think I kicked it all off though. So this month's edition. Oh right, the book. <laughs> See, everybody's excited. Just, had, about just, I just get joy when I think I about do, it. I do. I get joy. I'm get, I get giddy too, man. Just talking Ready about to jump black, in. Oh, black magic. Oh, black joy. I, I got excited. It, but anyway, this month's uh, Bourbon and Books discussion and book title uh, is Black Joy Stories of Resistance, Resilience, and Restoration by Tracy Michelle Lewis Gidgets. Tracy Michelle Lewis Jigits. This is a uh, February 1st, 2022 uh, publication by way of Simon and Schuster. And I'll be straight up, man. The uh, book was touching to me. Uh, and so I'm going to kick it off to you, Brother Jay, on how we normally do it on this bourbon and books thing. Yes, sir. So, you know, true GRG fashion. Title, not title. It's been a while. We have been out the seat for a while. Mm. Cover, first impression, or reactions to the cover once the book was selected? Well, we barely made the page count according to Cousin Jeff, man. I think we was right at the page limits, you know. I think this read was 288 pages (laughs) at its uh, totality. And so, you know, we came in under the middleweight limit. According to Cousin Jeff's preference, preferences, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just happy. I'm just happy that uh, we didn't judge the book off of the page count alone. But through the title, man, um, when you think about Black Joy uh, and the way that the the title is written, I mean, the, the Black is in like bold, aerial Black font and the joy... Uh, the word joy on the cover is kind of like a paintbrush stroke, right? So it's like black is the foundation and the umbrella by which joy comes from. However, joy requires a bit of finesse and a bit of nuance by way of resistance, resilience, and restoration. But since she was in like the kind of vibe of um, using R's, I said, well, hell, um, rest, rest, resistance, resilience, restoration, R-E-S, R-E-S, R-E-S. And I immediately thought of rest and throughout the book, this concept of, you know, yeah, Blacks got to fight the good fight, but then we rest. That That concept of rest, attaching it to joy means like you can't have joy without rest. And so, but I would, I would, she was in the theme of like using R words and I kind of got the rest after reading the book, like going through resilience, resistance and restoration, R-E-S, R-E-S, R-E-S. Then maybe you add the T to it. But then for me, it was more so like, yo, I wanted resuscitation because sometimes in order for us to experience joy, we need resuscitation, man. I say, hell, 
through all the resistance and resilience and restoration, man, let's talk about some reparations too. <laughs> like if we really want to keep this, we, we want to keep this a book, you know what I'm saying? So like I was, I was getting hype off the title. Cause I was like, yo, it's a lot of R and R we could throw in there as black people that we all have to kind of go through to experience uh, joy or uh, to kind of interpret what our perception of joy really is. I thought at first when you was talking about um, the book, you was gonna take it in a different direction in terms of the colors and how the black is bold and the joy is kind of like a art, like brushstroke. I thought you was gonna say like, because the 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 background of the cover is like yellow and orange. Mm -hmm. I thought you said something like joy rising in the morning. So that, that that's cold. Like that's yeah, no, yo, that was abstract, but that's that's, that's tight. I, I would agree because the joy kind of if you kind of look at the title, uh the cover of the book, the J and the Y are overlap with some of the red text of resilience, resistance. So you know, I, I let you get on your abstract game today, cousin Jeff. I, I appreciate that. I mean, you started that all. Like, I'm not gonna take credit for that. No, nah, but it. I do think I do think that, like the joy is like a paintbrush, and like because black is so bold, the joy requires the finesse of the artist, and all of us will have like a different paintbrush to paint what our joy looks like. But ideally. We have to we have to res resist and resist and be resilient and have a level of restoration to get joy. So the the title of the book kind of and the cover of the book stayed in line with the actual text. Yeah, and I guess on this whole thing about joy in the morning, look, if you somebody who go to church, I don't always want to say Baptist. I mean, I've I've grown up in the Baptist realm, but this whole title can be a, a plethora of sermons. Yes, sir. And, and I'm going to leave that right there. But I was going to say, like, the coloring of the book, it actually reminded me. So, and I'm not trying to, you know, one of them humble brags. Um, however, <laughs> you know, uh, I went on the honeymoon in South Africa and we, we went to the safari. This cover, like the, the color palette reminds me of the safari. You would go on these game drives at like 5 a.m. So the sun is rising. Um, that's when you see, you know, things like the elephants out. You will see like the tigers there, you know, and lions, more so lions. They're out like looking for their prey, things of that sort. So when I think of that as kind of like an inspiration, it's like, it's always this survival of trying to kind of get your joy. Like you're always, you, you gotta be resilient. Damn, you gotta be on the hunt. Keep talking, cousin Jeff, keep going. <laughs> Woo, you gotta be on the hunt for your joy. Like part of the pride, yeah. man. That, like, oh, that's I what I was, that's what I was seeing from, you know, the cover. And even like in my mind, it wasn't like so deep, but I was like, man, this 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 reminds me of just a uh, safari. And even the words black joy, you know, when I see black and joy, I tend to think of black boy joy. So in this book, I thought it was gonna be, at least from the title, it was gonna be, you know, more so uplifting. Obviously it's gonna talk about the resistance and resilience, but you won't, you won't stay in that vein of, let's just call it negativity too much. It's more so talking about the positive that you can get from like the black experience, like finding that black joy. So that's my thoughts in terms of, you know, the cover alone in the title. I would say for me, um, it was the gold that drew me in. Um, and when you look at the actual cover, the corners are darker than the center. So there's, there's light behind the word joy. Um, so I, that's what really drew me in. Um, and then I thought about, you know, resistance, resilience, and then restoration thought about all the things, right. Um, but I kept coming back to joy and joy looks like, it was either written 
um, with a paintbrush. And you see some of the streaks um, or potentially a type of marker that is written on the glass and you see how the oil or the, the ink separates, right? There's, there's a streak. And I was thinking about how joy, you know, that unspeakable joy, um, joy that flows like a river. I was just thinking about all of the, all of the things that joy encompasses. And I think about how through resistance joy comes, how through resilience joy comes and how restoration joy uh, through restoration, how joy is able to be fully acknowledged and appreciation pre appreciated. Um, so I was really intrigued and then I was excited to open the book. I did notice that the colors of the letters in that are red, they are in different shades. Um, so I still don't know if there's a specific pattern. Is there a hidden message in the red? How the red letters alternate in terms of shade. But nonetheless, I do. I love the colors that she chose for this. Um, and, um, let's dive in. And so when you started the book, did you read it hardcover? Did you have the actual book? Did you do Kindle? Did you do the audible? What'd you do? I did audible, but then I ordered the, uh, the paperback because she, uh, man, some of the stories were so riveting. Yeah. And I just wanted to capture them um, in in the physical, uh, just to touch them, just to touch the words. You yeah. know what I mean? So, cause cause some of the stories kind of resonated um, with with me, um, especially around uh, her being in education and trying to be an author and trying to find her niche in higher ed specifically that she kind of call she calls out. And trying to find her way and and be her authentic self, but then um, some of the stories that she told, whether it was um, you know quoting E forty lyrics or uh, speaking about um, a prominent abolitionist, a free slave that uh, helped free the slaves and became a, a a spy for the Union Army by way of uh, his humor, right? <laughs> and so the, you know, these stories, I wanted to, I wanted to touch them and grab them and hold them and revisit them. And so, yeah, I started out with the audible, but I ended up with, um, a paperback copy. I, I bought a physical copy. Um, I mean, with space at this point, it makes more sense for me to actually do audible. However, I don't know, like I, One, it feels good to go into a bookstore and see black books, especially, especially like, obviously you have your black bookstores, but say if you're going like to a Barnes and Noble and then like having that book sell out and like they have to order more copies or just like being in line and, you know, you being a, a person of color, actually buying a physical book. I don't know. It's like, it's, it's something... <laughs> When Yo, that joint is like buying an album or a CD, bro. Yeah, like seriously. So you can, you so you can pull out the cover and read the credits and and touch it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like this, like resilience in doing that. You know, like That's growing fair. up, not being able or or not given the same opportunities as others to read and write, and now it's just being a, it's a choice. Like I've graduated from college, I don't have to buy books like this is a choice that i'm making and i don't know just to be that kind of like inspiration uh to others but also dispel myths that they have about black people i don't know i i, I like going into like these bookstores and like buying these books again even though i don't really have space for them so i bought this book fair i started on audible and like you kevin I needed the hard copy. I needed this to 
make it to the, the to the library, and you can't see because. But I got a lot of books, over four hundred, and so I was like, mm, "I'm running out of space on the third shelf that I got. So do I get rid of a book, or do I just make room?" Um, but this one will probably go right up there by Barack's book on display. So when I'm on my Zoom calls, like there's a constant reminder that there's black joy. Um, the Audible, I, I really appreciated um, the style that she delivered in which she delivered the the work of art. And so I felt that I felt that especially when she was talking about like her daughter, like her, like her family and the things yeah. that really, really trauma and outside things forced her to focus on what was really important in yeah. many of the stories that she read and to hear just the inflection in her voice and the mm -hmm. reverence that she speaks about her husband, about her husband and her daughter and uh, them laughing in the rain, like, Obviously, you know, black parents, man, you, you, you know, don't you bring dirty shoes and wet clothes and a mess in the house. But after COVID and after a pandemic, yo, sometimes you got to laugh in the rain yeah. and the reverence that she spoke of that encounter with her daughter. Like, I, I, I appreciated her style and 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 reading that work. I'm, I'm, I want, I'm actually more curious, like, how do authors especially if you're reading what you wrote, like how do you go through the emotional process in order to do that and engage? Because a lot of the pieces that she uh, spoke of in the book, I'm like, yo, how do you keep it together? Mm. You know what I mean? Cause it's not like, it's your, it's your story. It's your trauma. It's your resilience. It's your joy. Like I was just, I was, I was blown away because there were times throughout the book, Yo, I wanted to drop a tear myself. So how like how are you reading this right now? I'm pretty and she probably had more than one take, right? And there was probably moments where she's like, "Oh, hold up, I feel it coming." Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I hearing the story, re reading reading the story was impactful, but hearing the story made me smile. Um, like I was I was smiling throughout the entire book, <laughs> like, especially if there was things that I could identify with, like family experiences, how she would describe certain characters in her life. I was like, yep, older family members or church, things that happen in church, things that happen at work, like, yep, mm -hmm. having the same internal thoughts, like, am I going to have to flip some stuff over, like, all of the things. So it was it was really interesting. And so once and you... And that point, to your point, Brother Jay, the craziest part, when you talk about the things, we're not just talking about like, you know, backyard barbecue family reunion or, you know, uh, Big Mama died of diabetes at 80 some years old or whatever. And I think that, like, I guess that's the, the, the whole piece I'm trying to process and get my head wrapped around um, throughout the entire book. It's like the, I guess the magnitude, you know, her being from like Louisville, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you got the Breonna Taylor thing going on. And then you got the recent DOJ reports that had just came out, like what, within the last 90 days, yep. talking about how the police force ain't shit in Louisville and has done like, has a, a history of just doing some questionable things in marginalized communities. Mm -hmm. And then to hear that her cousin, Mm -hmm. was one of the people that got killed at the damn Kroger in Louisville, Kentucky. And like to hear her process, her rage and her, her want for uh, retribution and retaliation. And then she like, yo, fuck all that, man. People talk about, yeah, we forgive them. We forgive them. She's like, nah, I want blood. And like, she's wrestling with this. And I just, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know how she got through the book. Mm. Cause it was recency, it was trauma, like it was everything tied. To, it was a it was a legit timeline of moments in time that I was kind of tracking. She, I think she a little older than me, but I was tracking because it's kind of the same era. Mm -hmm. And that joint, that joint, I don't know, man, it gave me chills. 
I think what was good too, because uh, I mean, this this book, it's like a journal, but I wouldn't necessarily say it's written like a journal. But the way that you know she's going through like these different stories of her life, she's able to articulate them. But I also feel like she's not just like one sided, right? So she's experienced personally all these things that. Um, I think it would be valid if she was just enraged, upset, and you can just see the, like that through the the writing, but I feel like that's not how it's written. Like it, she, she goes through the emotions, but she's also like, there's not like a book uh, about somebody who is just enraged about like life and things of that sort. And I thought that there's a maturity in that because I feel like most people wouldn't be able to do it. Not only a maturity, cousin Jeff. There's a level of uh, elegance. There's a yeah. there's a there's a level of elegance, maturity, um, patience, love. You know what I mean? Like, I, I guess that the 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 attributes of joy. You know, like if yeah. joy was an umbrella, what are all of the attributes we throw under it? I think that she showed and epitomized most of those traits and characters, char characteristics. You know what I'm saying? And so. Uh, I would agree with that wholeheartedly because I don't, it, it, that was just a, it was a level of grace. Yeah. Did y'all get a sense of that? Like it was just, it, she was very graceful and gracious and she, she was gracious in sharing the stories, but graceful in the way that she wrote the stories and articulated. And, and visual too. Like I, I appreciate authors who, when they're writing in the words, you can like, physically see it and like the way you know I always call like these authors like they're painters you can like physically see what they're talking about and at the same time too like this book is black but the way that it's written it's not like hood if that because I always say that like from a sense it's like you know it ain't like somebody from the neighborhood but you can tell like it's black and it's very relatable and I don't know, like, I, I appreciated that. It wasn't, like, super high, high up there in terms of, you know, PhD, you know, scholar, like, every five seconds, you got to pull out a dictionary. Cornell West. Right. <laughs> it wasn't there. But it, was, it was written on a level that, I mean, you can tell that this person is uh, well-traveled, well-read. You know, they're able to articulate themselves. Uh, but then, too... Like it talked about black stuff, like stuff that you can relate to in a way that it described it. It was like, you know what? I would have, like, I don't know how I would have described this moment, but like you described it like perfectly. Perfectly. And she did it every single time, right? And so when I thought about that the book is a collection of essays and stories, and I said, this is dope. Like, you could read one and go to the next one. Like, okay. But then you could just randomly turn and find a, uh, an essay and read it that way, and it still fit. And it the chapters... Backwards or forwards. Yeah, the chapters you could, you could, weren't you could long. You start from the back or start at the beginning, and it was sync. Yeah, Look, e yeah even in the middle. That's crazy, brother Jay. That's ill. I say, how, that's how long Ill. this chapter is? <laughs> no, that's ill. That's, I just, I just, you you absolutely right. I just thought about, like, you right. You could pick that joint up any, anywhere, anywhere in the book. And yeah. you wanted to keep going. Like, um, this was one of the books that while I was driving, because typically when I listen to Audible, I got to hit the bookmark button on the screen because I'm like, ooh, that's good. Ooh, that's good. But after, like, I did it so many times within 60 seconds, I said, okay, don't do it. Just let it go. So I actually read the book twice. Um, Audible while I was driving, and then I would come home and I would turn to that chapter um, that I just listened to or the several chapters that I listened to and I would read it that way because then I was able to stop and highlight and journal. Like this, this book caused me to journal a lot. It caused me to be very um, introspective in terms of 
the experience and the occurrence of joy. Like, does joy have to look a certain way for us to acknowledge it as joy? Does the joy that I had in 2019, did that change in 2020? Given that everything that we've experienced and we lived through, not just a pandemic in terms of health, but also in the race wars. Did what I experienced shift how I saw joy? Was joy fleeting? Was was joy like, did I create the space for joy to have permanent residence within me? Mm. Right? Like I constantly as she was going through a lot of her trials and tribulations, it made me pause and say, hmm. You know, we we talk as as black men, we talk about things that fulfill us or make us happy. But I don't really recall ever having joy being the subject of any of my conversations as an adult. It's unspeakable. I don't think I don't think we know how to identify it, honestly, brother Jay. Um because I think people confuse happiness and joy. Yeah, and contentment, you know right? It's like yeah, and contentment. Yeah, I think there's a there's a blur there's a the, the, there are blurred lines between the three. Um, but I also feel like, from her perspective in the book, it's almost as if you have to appreciate the obstacles. I like I, for some reason I when it was the chapter she was talking about the burn off. You know what I'm saying? Like this quest for freedom. Like in order to move forward, you're gonna move forward and it's gonna hurt like hell, but then you gotta rest and recharge. Yeah. And then you gotta do it again. Then you gotta rest and recharge. But a lot of times when we kind of think about the, the story of black people in America and civil rights and kind of going through the different decades and generations, we feel as if you gotta be like this Iron Man and go through Selma and then go through like affirmative action BS from the 70s and then go through the bullshit with DeSantis now talking like taking freaking divine nine frats, frats and sororities uh, off of public college campuses and full like, it's like dumb shit. Like you gotta be able to persist and be strong and deal with all of that across the time and the generations. But technically the only way that you can have and showcase the resilience and the restoration in it is by doing it Rest, doing it, rest. And so what I thought about, I thought about like working out and building kind of muscle memory. And you know, if mm-hmm. you're working out, you're working particular muscles, when you lifting weights, either the more reps you do, the heavier the weight, you're tearing, you're, you're actually tearing tissue mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. your muscles. And the healing, when you break down those muscles is through the protein that you take in after the workout. It's through the fluids that you ingest by getting your water take up so that you're not cramping and stuff like that, right? And so the joy is like in the muscle build. The joy is in, oh, I'm stronger than, I'm stronger now than what I was before. But if it were not for the process, I would not be this strong now. I might not even know how strong I could be. But like, that's the joy. So I was like, as she was talking and, and, and speaking throughout different parts of the book, it's like, damn, you almost got to be so intentional to build muscle memory to appreciate and experience the joy. We don't, do, like you talk about, we don't talk about the joy because I don't think we kind of stop and smell the roses. And that brings up a bigger point. It, not only that, you have some people that don't think they're deserving of joy. Ah, that's... That part, she talked about that throughout yeah. the whole joint, man. Yeah. The whole she, book, she talked about that, yo. She even talked about it with people even complimenting her. You know, like, you know, do do I really deserve it? And like, we go through that <laughs> through life sometimes. If it's not 100% perfect mm-hmm. or, oh, they are, somebody already gave me, you know, a certain amount, I'm not deserving of this. And we- Racism programmers to think that way, bro. Yes. Race, and we like, got to like, come out of that mindset. Yep. When I when I looked at the the subtitle on the book, 
stories of resistance, resilience, and then restoration. Restoration is last, right? And so I thought of that as a cycle. And so as I listened, there was resistance for something, resilience in terms of how I made it through that something, and then it was through the restoration I was able to show appreciation for what I just experienced. And I started to think about, um, you know, we, we kind of always want to have, someone's like, yo, I just want life just to be steady. And I remember I was at an event and someone said, have you ever looked at a heart monitor? And everyone was like, yeah, he said, well, you know, when your heart monitor is steady, what does that mean? And everyone was like, he was like, so just like your heart monitor goes up and down, it's never steady. Life will Mm -hmm. never be this way. Mm -hmm. And you have to appreciate the ups and the downs, right? It's like you, the yin and the yang, the good and the not so good. We have to be able to find the joy in all of the things that we experience, right? The Bible says, count it all joy. Mm. And this book really forced me to say, good days, yes, bad days, experienced them. I won't complain, right? Forcing me to say, I choose joy. Making the conscious decision every day to choose joy. I can complain. Ain't going to change nothing. But when I make the decision, I kill off, I cut, I remove off any option but joy. That will dictate how the rest of my day, my week, the year will look. Yes, sorrows will come, but if I if I accentuate the blessings as much as I accentuate the complaints, joy will be a lot more easier to find. That's real, man. I, I, I would probably take it even in connection with some of the stuff that we've done here before on Bourbon and Books, even with the Life Vision and Book with Michael Bernard Beckwith. And he talks about the concept of not, you know, not, not, not playing the victim of not receiving the spirit of victimization. Like mm-hmm. those things happen to you. You are not a victim. You might be a victim of circumstance, but you yourself internally, you know, 3D, 3D and 4D, 5D, you, you are not a victim. You have control over it. So by the things that you, you're talking about choosing joy, you also have to, you also have to choose that. Uh, a mindset that says I'm not a victim. Yeah. This happened to me. However, that doesn't mean that this is who I am. Yeah. Right. And so like, I, I think, I think uh, her book, sister Lewis digits, her book gave me like uh physical pictures of how to execute, not playing the victim. Mm. From from some of the points that uh, Brother Beckwith made in his life visioning book, and 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 she she kind of she kind of gave like real examples of circumstances where she could have played the victim, but she chose joy. And that's I mean it 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 was a it was a beautiful it was a beautiful reconciliation, but at the same time, um, man. I, I commend her for just trying to, you know, she, she brought, she brought joy through, through her struggles and, and put it on display. The other thing that I would just add to, you know, when you look back 400 years or more, I mean, and I think these are just the facts. Black people are going to experience joy and pain. Like, that's just inevitable. Like it's it's not going to be this story of just joy. Yeah. It it would create it would create too much of uh upper mobility for blacks 
And how I long were the Israelites in the wilderness again? Too long. Okay. Yeah. But it, it how long be... were we enslaved? Too long. Too long. Jim Crow. <laughs> Way too long. Exactly. Police brutality. Still happening. Inequitable pay. Yep. It's gonna take time. Real rap. And yeah. the reason why I bring that up is because, you know, I was having a conversation um, with my wife in terms of you can go through this life of trying to like, I guess, play it easy. You know, I, I don't really want no trouble. I just want to work, whatever. But typically, even like folks who do that, they live an unhappy life because you you are being this facade of yourself that it's like, it's really not you, mm. you know, going to work, saying the right things, um, not, not necessarily trying to, you're not going for the promotion or whatever, cause you, you're not trying to do too much. You're just trying to just do enough. But even in doing that, that, that does not prevent you from bumping into pain. Yeah. Now for those who say, look, I want more like, that joy is out there for me too. When you're trying to go after that, <laughs> it is going to be a lot of like bumpy roads. Yeah. And then my, my point of, of saying that is going back to what I said earlier. It doesn't matter what road you decide to take. It's going to be some joy and it's going to be some pain. However, you can't be succumbed by the, the pain. You have to look for the joy in like every single thing. Cause look, Black and brown folks have plenty of reasons or, or they have, we have plenty of things that we can pick and choose from to be upset mm. all day long. However, you have to be, I believe you have to be intentional in terms of, you know what, seeing the good in something. When she kind of talked about uh, just like how, you know, you have like the different protests and like what came out of it, you know, it, it may have been, look, the, the verdict wasn't what it was supposed to be, but it, it opened up a conversation about, you know, something else. But again, if you, if you don't have realization on like that fact, you just like, you get burnt out. <laughs> you get burnt out because you like, it's never going to be good. We never going to make true pr progress. And that's what I think like this, this book is, it's not, it's, it's saying, Black joy, like you have to find it. And last thing I'll say, one of the little passages she said in terms of burned out, it was, we do not have time to tend to our emotional and psycho psychological wounds while dodging the master's whip. And that's what has happened for far too long. And as a result, you have to go through this restoration. If you don't, people are gonna think you crazy. You gonna do things that are, and I don't even wanna say uncanny, you're gonna do do things that are just driven strictly by emotion. But she talks about it a little deeper too, Jeff, because she's like having that mindset. It takes away from our magic. You know what I'm saying? Like she she has she has this concept throughout the book. Like yo, black people, man, we alchemists, man. You mm. give us you give us you give us hog mog and 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 dead gone fat back, and we are gonna make some greens with it. You know what I'm saying? You gonna you gonna uh, you trying to throw a, a big house party in the park in the early '70s, and you trying to figure out how to make sure that you got all the songs playing. You can create a switch, and you are gonna be able to switch back and forth between turntables out of necessity. And I I, I mean I I say that because I just found out that uh, Grandmaster Flash, man, he. He invented the first mixer between turntables, but it wasn't a mixer. It was like a electric switch that he went back and forth. Mm -hmm. And he never got paid off of that joint. It was never mm -hmm. patented. So you got DJ equipment out there. You got DJs all over the place. Like, yo, you got people who came from absolutely humble beginnings and created something out of nothing. You know what I'm saying? And to have a mindset where... We're not exercising those muscles. It's almost like you stifling off your magic. Yeah. You stifling off your ability. You stifling off your joy. But look, even in that story about him, he could be upset. Something he created didn't truly get credit for. Exactly. Did not get compensated for. 
and but he still he he still a, a revered person within the culture. He's part of the fabric of the culture, but he got he got his come comeuppance regard despite you know what I'm saying. It's like, but that's that's a prime example. Like he he's not bitter, but he's he's revered. But he he got that reverence by way of like it's joy. It's joy. It's like, you know, a lot of, especially a lot of earlier hip hop pioneers, they, they gave the stuff away for free, man. They yeah. wanted to teach. Yeah. So I think the, the latter part of this conversation will be very easy. Um, I wrote down one quote that I will start to embed in my affirmations and it was if the means is joy the end must be our healing like i read it and i just i just put my hand on the on the words of that page and i was like whoa and i think it requires this book was was calling us to to call out and and force ourselves to focus on the joy. We like you said, there's so many things that we could choose to focus on. So many things we could have as excuses as to why we should not focus on joy. Right? I I think about the overused cliche church saying when when uh when when someone transitions from a descendant into an ancestor weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning right i so i chuckled but when i really thought about that overused phrase within the black community i was like mm, mm we was on to something Right. That talked about the valleys and the peaks, all of the things. Right. And. So, yeah, I I think this next part is going to be easy, but closing thoughts on um, Black Joy before we go into the rating. Um, my th my stance is, man, it's. Uh, the read helped me kind of reflect and get my own thoughts together around the magic that happens in my life on a routine basis. You know, the magic through my friends and relationships and family and um, the magic where I can um, actually have a career that don't make me puke every day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like though it's, though it's, uh, you know, there are trials and tribulations and challenges. Like, yo, I like, I like what I do. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's, there's a, there's a level of joy in that and appreciation and respect because a lot of people don't endure it. And so um, when she talks about, um, you know, while we should internalize our acceptance and release ourselves from any obligation to be something other than who we are individually and collectively. Yo, that's freedom. That's liberation. To be your true magical self under any circumstances because you know when the rubber meets the road, you're, you have a innate ability to endure and, and still see the beauty in life. Like to me, that's joy right there, man. And um, she, she, she laid out a, a wide variety of examples, man. And I definitely, I just appreciate the experiences for real. One of my last thoughts in terms of the book, you know, I, I'm happy that she wrote about this black joy because I think at some part of my life I used to feel guilty when bad things happen to and when i say good people and specifically good black people it's like people who was minding their business or like people who just like didn't deserve it instead people of like her aunt right yep instead of 
just like letting it, you know, weigh down so heavily on me. Because, you know, when a lot of this like police brutality and just injustice was going on, just in general, over the last, I don't know, five years, I used to get like kind of, when I say depressed, but just like, I was like down and I was like somber and I was just like in this like little funk and it may only be for like a day, but it's just not something that I wanted to do. And the reason why I would feel like, like guilty is because, you know, more so now, you know, I hear a story and I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to be on social media all day because like I can't go through that and, and I don't also don't want to condition my mind like with these videos and think like it's okay or like oh like you just you watching somebody getting shot or whatever so I tend to not do that but I'll and I'm not gonna say I follow it right after but later on in that day I may share some funny or I'll be like laughing about something historically I mean hysterically and I felt bad because I don't know I felt like you know am I and I am I given enough reverence to like what has just occurred but in it I feel like I was protecting like my own peace and the fact how when she talked when she talks about black joy and she goes over it saying like you know we can rage and rest we can resist and refresh I feel like that provided me the validation that I needed like it is okay to find like your joy like you do not have to stay in this place of just always are upset about something so that was one of the things i guess personally for me in this book to just like read that validation so on the bourbon and books black power fist scale what say ye Hey, man, well, you know, based on what Cousin Jeff just said, man, I'm going to give it a five. That's what Cousin Jeff just said. I'm going to give it a five straight up. I think Cousin Jeff's comments warrant a five, a bl five black fists <laughs> on the GR Gang Recognized Gang Podcast, Bourbon and Books, readership scale. <laughs> Let the record show this is the first time while Kev was giving a rating, he referenced me in a positive light. <laughs> Come on, Joy. <laughs> Joy, baby. Joy. Joy. <laughs> oh, what's the scale out of again? Oh, Five. man. Five. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on. Don't do that. Don't do, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. We talk about joy and resilience. We also no, talked about I mean, resistance. <laughs> oh, resistance ass knuckle. No, like I I really did like this book. And it's, you know, it's rare for me to be like, I really like a book. Um in so many ways, I, I felt like this this book was therapeutic mm. in the way that it's written and the things that it talks about. Like I could definitely see somebody like journaling through this, but I would probably, I mean, it's probably a couple of the books we read that I was highlighting and stuff, but man, I was highlighting or like underlining something every five seconds. This, this book is, I, obviously I recommend it. Um, it's an easy read. I feel like it intertwines black joy with, you know, events that have um, occurred. Uh, I think I was reading something that, <laughs> It's kind of from the author, but it's kind of from like, you know, someone else who's saying, like, you know, as a non-Black person, is this book for me? I think Black and Brown people will get more from this book. However, if you are not Black and Brown, I feel like you should be able to read this book and have compassion for Black and Brown people at, at a bare minimum. Um, yeah, I, I'm definitely going to recommend it to uh, a couple people. And with that being said, I'm going to give it, <laughs> I'm gonna give it a five. Come on now, the joy is just, it's just on you. I just see it on you. It's dripping off you, brother. Um, It's a five for me. Like there was, there was no way around it, bro. I, like I said, I smiled the entire time. 
even when she was sharing some of the traumatic events, she didn't stay in that place. And I think that intensified my smile. You know, as the old folks used to say, my soul looks back and wonder how I got over. And it was like, it was joy. I wasn't able to identify it then, but now I can look back and say it was joy that got me over. And so, um, it's a perfect five brothers on the black power fist scale for bourbon and books with GRG. Is this the second time this happened? Uh, it's not the first. What other book you give a five, Jeff? Then I give. I think this is the second time because I. That I might be the second time. I was about to call BS on that, but I no. think he, I think he gave. <laughs> I, I think he gave a five one time before. We gonna have to go back yeah, in. Yeah, but in no, because I remember. Remember when we yeah. was like this is the first? I remember him saying. Yeah, this yeah, I remember. Ever. I remember you. I ain't saying gonna throw that. you on the butt. I know. I read, this ain't the first. This ain't the first. <laughs> Hopefully, it ain't the last either. Though. Well, pick pick great books. And we can we can continue on this journey. This guy, this guy, this is what we doing. We gonna do this. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Can I close out, brother? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. So that's that's the on the average, I believe that's five. That's five black power fists mm-hmm. on the bourbon and bourbon and books. We we vouch for this book review scale. The scale that changes names. <laughs> Every, every bourbon in books. We just know it's five black power fists that we give in this book today. Right on for the righteousness. Reading for the righteousness. Well, uh, thank you, Sister Tracy Michelle Lewis Jidgets, for uh, your wonderful, eloquent, and um, vulnerable and gracious piece entitled Black Joy, Stories of Resistance, Resilience, and Restoration. You just received five Black Power Fish on the Bourbon and Books book scale. Until next month, keep reading and be light. Choose joy and be light. Joy and pain. Hey. Sunshine and, and rain. rain singing children. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>